0: United States submarine base at Key Florida. They dispatched that former President Truman's press secretary, Charles Ross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Ross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny
1: that such objects exist. Did you send me the Game of Thrones sticker? Because I thought that was someone else.
0: No, I sent you a biblically accurate Furby. It says it was delivered. Oh, there that it is. is? Yeah.
1: Hell yeah, I didn't know who this was from. Yeah, it was from me. i I immediately put it in here,
0: but I was like, who is this from? I've said to Chelsea Buttfield and I thought you didn't know what You didn't know <even> this.
1: Um, <coughs> but it came with a little Satan Furby and I set it aside because I was like, oh, this will be for Noelle. Did it really? Yeah, it wow. came with like a Furby with like a knife or something in its mouth, and it was like uh it was like it like had a god quote of like i don't fear i won't fear god until his sins outnumber my own it
0: was something like that Ooh, and I was like, that's a good one for noel oh that's um, so nice i, I also got you that,
1: a I just custom made custom
0: hat I, oh, I got you sick. a custom hat and i keep forgetting it and it kills me because you even stopped at ties really quick on su- sunday Sunday morning and yeah. the hat is at his house. It's a custom trucker hat. Um bring it to hot pink, custom hot pink trucker hat. Oh my god, I fucking will cuz we're doing um I guess we could talk about that right now actually cuz this will Yeah, so the episode they're going to be putting out in October. I'm not sure when. But we were reached out to by um, I I'm not sure if it's like Circle Pit Radio or Wrecked Podcast, which one it is. Um, but because the person who reached out to us is on both. Um, but they invited us to do a October special with them tomorrow. So we're going to be recording that. And obviously when we figure out which podcast it <laughs> specifically is, we'll let you know. <laughs> um but, yeah that's what we're gonna be doing tomorrow, and we also did just vaguely map out spooktober um and I am very excited i I think this is going to be the year that we honestly hold me fucking to it if we don't do the spirit box this year i you can take a vial of my blood live we could stream it you could oh my do god how would I even take you on know it and
1: I would um I would use one of the needles that I have for puffin so that, you know, it's yeah. like a hypodermic needle. I'm not crazy. But I'd take it. Mm-hmm. Where would I want to take it?
0: I don't know. Hopefully from like a vein that's very visible.
1: No, I don't want to do that. It's like out mean. of your armpit or something. Like oh, okay. somewhere where
0: it's just. Oh, you want to really prick it? Just- <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or a
1: mo- oh, my God. We'll give you a full witches exam. But not in like a creepy way. Like I'm not gonna check like your crevasses or anything, but I, every time I you, do
0: have a mold near
1: a crevasse. Do you we'll have to we'll stab the fuck out of it and if it doesn't bleed,
0: mm. then we'll burn you alive. Well Well, I know what my plans are for the month of yeah, October. That's perfect. Yeah. Being um, burned alive. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fine.
1: It'll be fine. I'm um, sure it will bleed because the needles are like two inches long. So yeah, I mean up
0: yeah it'll also it will for sure bleed also let's just get this out of the way up top so i don't forget um i'm at noelle fane that is at sithlard we are at go to hell podcast um in the link of all of our bios, you can find a link tree, and that'll take you to ProChoice Resource Resources, Merch, our Patreon, which a dollar gets you in, new episodes every week. We're gonna have cool content for Spooktober. And we also have all of our panels recorded and uploaded on there for free. Um mm-hmm. we're gonna be reviewing FanEx today. Um we also have a link to Kelly Holleran or at Wildwood Owls etsy page and a link to our discord server which is a really good pop and fun little time shout out to everyone um who's on discord who came out to our panels and also shout out to everyone on discord who uh, um, were just spilling the tea about the try guys cheating scandal the celeb gossip page on our discord is just an absolute treat of a time. You wanna know what's so crazy about the Try
1: Guys thing? Everyone's seen a Try Guys video, I feel like. If you're on the internet, you've seen it. Yeah,
0: unfortunately. So this, they used to be big Buzzfeed heads back in the day.
1: Yeah, they were huge on Buzzfeed. Um, they have made me la- ugly laugh in some of their videos because there's one where they all try to wear high heels for the day. And Eugene buys these like six inch stripper heels and it's like two in the morning and they're all clubbing. And Eugene's the only one left standing it's just fucking miss the way their misery of wearing heels which i get it because i don't even think no one can wear heels all day yeah not wanting to die by the end of the day and it was hilarious and then there's one where they all go and get like these long beautiful fake acrylic nails their content can be funny would i uh describe myself as like a fan um well not a fan but like a a dedicated follower no and what's so funny about that is everybody talking about Try Guys, it would be like, do you watch their videos? And everyone's like, no, but I'm invested. Yeah.
0: yeah. The only <laughs> thing you need to know about the T is that the guy who cheated branded himself as the... A wife like, guy. Wife, the wife, the wife guy, guy. guy TM. The wife guy. Um, so, you know, honestly, the audacity of a fucking three cheating on a 10. That's all I have to say. The audacity of a fucking three cheating on a 10 it's the reminder that it doesn't matter how beautiful smart wealthy whatever compassionate you are um men be tripping you know what i mean so that's that on that it's the same with like
1: people see adam levine and he i would say he's like almost untouchable in terms of celebrity status so everything coming out from him it's almost like seeing animals at a zoo and you're like damn, look at that fucking tiger fucking up. I will literally never encounter a tiger. I will never be a tiger. I don't know what it's like, but it's fucking up and I can witness it. Ned,
0: Ned's one of us, man. Because it's because he's an ugly little normie basement dweller. It's like, oh,
1: <laughs> this fucking piece of shit alley cat that I could like lure into my house with a Yeah, like this man is anytime.
0: in my DMs currently.
1: Yeah, and it's, uh, I think that's what makes it so interesting. And, you want to know it's kind of wholesome though is the Google trend of the United States, almost every state. The number one Google trend of searching was Ned, but yeah. Utah's was Deadpool. And you know what? That's why I fuck with Utah. <laughs> 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 you were like, hold up, Wolverine is going
0: to be in Deadpool, and yeah. uh, Hugh Jackman's going to. So good on us. Um, yeah, that is true. I definitely threw off the statistics. I was fifty percent looking up who is Ned and then fifty percent mm. wait, Logan's alive again in this meta, which of course he always comes back, but I'm interested fun. to see what timeline. You know what I mean? Where they the the question isn't Logan's alive again. The question is where is Deadpool that this is happening? So I can't wait for that. Um also personal shout out to i hope i'm saying their fucking username right silverana silverana Shit, yeah silverana yeah i'd say that's right um for showing up to our panels specifically and sitting in the front row bitch i saw you i fucking appreciate you uh also
1: nathan um i don't want to his last name on here that's not nice oh Uh, yeah panels as well hooked him yeah the fuck up with some stickers and we also got some new listeners um which is like honestly super cool because there was one guy that i saw in one of my panels and then i mentioned the ufo panel and he showed up to the ufo panel so hell yeah welcome brother brother
0: welcome um welcome so much that was a weird sentence also it is literally Fucking thunder, lightning, rain like crazy right now. I don't know if you could hear it, but um, I l- I love the end of the world. Anyway, <clears throat> to all the new listeners, this is going to be a little bit different of an episode. This is a bit of a relaxed fit, some might say, um, but we're going to be reviewing our time at Fanex.
1: Yeah, it's our annual Fanex review. Normally, it's hidden behind a paywall. But we have to do this one public because feedback that we got from the convention is uh, reviews of the convention need to be public um, in order for, they just need to be public. I don't know. That's how advertising works, I guess. And we i will say the, what it really is. Well, we want the news, <laughs> we want the press passes, right? We'll be yeah, like, Honest. that's what it
0: is. They didn't want to give us press passes because we paid, Paywalled our FanX reviews yeah. in the past, and that's because, um, you know, we were just saying well, a little we, unhinged thing.
1: <laughs> well, we hadn't we hadn't taken out the owners at that point. For all of our new listeners, uh, we sent Brian Brandenburg to prison.
0: That is so everything had to be made in behind the paywall. <laughs> that is actually factual. That, that is, is true. Actually factual. If you look up Brian Brandenburg bomb threats, um, you the local media who reported it is us we are mm-hmm. unnamed local media so you are welcome so speaking of you're welcome i'm gonna take that statement back because you're not welcome the fanx had to sell brian Brandenburg's shares mm-hmm. and the couple it's a couple who bought it own other conventions as well. And I do think that this new shared ownership with these new shared owners did affect some aspects of the convention. And um, we've talked about this before, but Fanex always teeters between like year when they used to do it twice a year it was very obvious like it would almost feel like one season of the fan x would be for the convention goers and then the next would be for the corporations essentially yeah um and they were it was kind of this constant battle between like who is this convention for i think that the despite how corrupt it, the people may be the roots of like utah making it more like family friendly and yeah. like for the convention goers was in constant battle of the investors who wanted to get it more corporate and with more corporations and more big money in there and that battle was like has always been happening yeah and i feel like this year personally peace and love to them. I feel like this year we saw like the official winner. The official winner is this is like a corporate convention now. Like is that this the, is the vibe. You got that vibe. I absolutely got that vibe because <clears throat> some of the overall feedback, uh, not my feedback because I, we didn't participate, but the, overall feedback was like the focus was so heavy on like more guests than ever more guests than we've ever had before come to our convention because we have the most guests out of everyone mm-hmm. because that was the focus everything else suffered and i would that's, agree with that um, <laughs> to an extent. I, I didn't 100% get that
1: vibe once i was there really but i think I think it's because I, and I know you and I are the fucking same in this, is we don't go for the celebrities. Mm -hmm. So I didn't get that vibe. Um, I would be curious to hear what the feedback was on things like the photo ops, the
0: meet and greets, stuff like that. Um, Well. If you want the biggest and brightest example of why the convention is no longer for the people, this is the first year they haven't offered day passes. They only offered a multi-pass, gold, and VIP. Um, multi-day pass, They had gold. fucking day passes, didn't they? No, they did not. Really? Yeah. They Are did you not. sure? Yeah, because I went to go buy one because I knew that um ty was really only going to be able to make it for one whole day and so i'd rather just get him the one rather than spend the money on a multi they only had the three available i would say is i i feel like that was also my
1: experience but i feel like i found them by searching but now they have the website updated to next year so Mm. it's Fanex
0: 2023 um Well, even if that is the case, even if you had to, like, dig around and search for a day pass, the fact that it wasn't just immediately on the tickets link is not not live, laugh, love of them. Um,
1: Um, Here's why I almost feel like my experience was different, and I think it had to do a little bit more with the panel flooring. I feel like Artist Alley had a little bit more breathing room to walk around. Like, mm -hmm. it was still – a fucking sardine fest right like we were all packed in there but i feel like artist alley had a little bit more room to walk around Mm -hmm. and i feel like the layout of the floor made a little bit more sense in the way that they did artist alley knickknacks you know the Mm -hmm. the floor felt a little bit more cohesive but i saw way less funko pop booths and i saw way more the the anime plushie booths have taken over a little bit but i saw Mm -hmm way less this year than I did back in the reign of Brandenburg where it was almost like any party city. booths yeah. could go in there and take up full convention space. Yeah. Um, I didn't buy any comics this year though, but I always feel like, here's my feedback. I wanna buy comics that I may not be able to get at my local comic book shop, or I wanna buy um, entire runs of something But that also needs to be affordable because they did have comics I couldn't get in my local comic book shop, starting at like a whopping $1,500. I was priced Mm -hmm. out of it. And there was, there's my favorite booth that comes every year, but they weren't there this year, or they were there this year and they only had like variant covers for sale. Mm -hmm. But they would take runs of comics, bundle them together and sell them. And I used to spend like $200 at that booth every year because I'd be like, oh, hell yeah. Like Captain America White in comic form, all first prints. I can buy this for 20 bucks instead of the graphic novel, which is 25. It was like, that would be my only feedback. Um, So I guess as a convention attendee who doesn't necessarily care about the guests, I did feel like there was a little bit more for me this year. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like you're also correct, though, in the sense that I didn't put together the two and two of the marketing changing up with it saying more guests than ever because that's never been the marketing for yeah
0: um and the feedback that you see on the groups right now is around that and how these people put money in to get vip expecting that they would have a separate entrance be able to have separate times for autographs pictures and celebrity panels yada 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 and basically at the end of at the end of the day, none of that was honored. None of that came through. And people who paid hundreds of dollars for these passes ended up waiting an hour, two hours, et cetera, missing the celebrity panel because they were stuck in a line. They, it, it was almost it was, like – Yeah, they did it, but they did not have the infrastructure to make it seamless. Exactly.
1: That I would get text saying like, "Oh, VIP members, the panel floor is open for you now."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But when I was walking across the street from my hotel to the convention center, the line went all the way around the block. So mm-hmm. it was, um, I was like, "Is this the fucking VIP line?" Or yeah, are VIP people stuck at the end of this fucking gold pass line with no? They were yeah that sucks. um, hopefully those are some kinks they can iron out, but obviously, our experience is always gonna be different because we're not affected. We're not impacted by those sorts of issues.
0: yeah, I'm never uh, impacted by a line anymore, which is the greatest gift. um but also, you know, peace and love, the way that I'm not impacted by a line and the way that I know how to get around it with like my special guest pass also speaks to the lack of uniformity when it comes to um like how they check you in and where you get checked in because we all know as panelists what entrances to go to to have a faster way through because you know that the people there understand that it's like vip first special guests first gold and then like ga and they know that like um, they can't give you, like, the same hassle and hubbubaloo. Um, mm-hmm. But then you hear about, like, someone going through a different entrance and then being stuck in a fucking line and being hassled for 45 minutes. Yeah,
1: um, yeah I think that – yeah, I definitely think that our experience is, you know, quote-unquote protected. I didn't hear any gripes, though, from other people. But then I'm like, oh, we only really hang out with other special guests yeah it's sh- it sounds snooty but it's like well, i'm not hitting the target market and what their experience was
0: yeah it, i just see it because i'm still on the um FanX group like the main group not the panelist group the main group and i saw a bunch of feedback there really um, i'm on that yeah. group but i only have notifications
1: for mentions um and i'm never going to get mentioned in there in a million years
0: yeah i don't know why i still look at it but um it's fun what was I going to say? Um, I will agree with you though that the the floor, the convention floor did feel more cohesive. it did feel like there was more space. And my gripe to other people is I saw the like the lineup, like the right before the convention floor opens, the lineup, people posting it and being like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. like I'll be the first to fucking say. I am the first to fucking drag this goddamn convention. where they even slip up a tiny bit when one fucking hair is out of place. I'll be the first bitch. And I'm telling you right now that the post that I did see people sharing of like, "Oh my God, I can't believe they're overpacking it again. da 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 da. da. look at this. So blown out of proportion. It was yeah. like maybe 200 people lined up. But that was for like five seconds before the convention floor opened, and then they dispersed, and it was like there were yeah. no crowds, even on the busiest fucking day, on the busiest fucking time. Sure, it was a little crowded, but not bad, not even remotely as that <laughs> has been in the yeah. past even. So I just like saw so many people posting that one picture, like that shot from when you're like on the second floor looking down right before the yeah. doors open, and they're just like people waiting to get in and then being like so glad i didn't go this year and it's like bro you missed out yeah there because- was n- it was honestly like the slowest thursday i've ever experienced at that convention ever yeah that thursday i had a great time on that
1: thursday um saturday was insanely packed but there's ways to escape that and i thought that the ways to get out of it being packed were We're fine because you just have, you know what I mean? And it's like with any convention, you're going to have an insane time trying to navigate from one place to the other. But if you want to go sit down, go to the panels Um, at the food court, the food selection I thought was pretty okay. Not for you as a vegan. Yeah, Um, there was nothing
0: for me, but you know. There
1: was one thing in the very back corner that you ended up being able to eat, but they um, also had like a ton of food trucks outside and there was no hassle coming in and out. And I thought... Um, mm-hmm. Even at the times that like I did wait in line, with, you know. Um, so I don't want to sound like I'm simping for it, but the the problems with this convention, like this specific year, are nowhere near comparable to the problems that have happened in the past with the sexual harassment. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and that's why you have to see so many cosplay or consent is key type things because of how shitty women or like, you know, like cosplayers were treated. Um, the fact that they now have committees in place to suss out the, the mm-hmm. people who need to be sussed, uh, um, yeah. you know, well, I mean like the year when Orson Scott card came, people brought up a significant, um, concern and it wasn't the concern. It was the Brian Brandenburg's response to it was essentially mm-hmm. to call any person of color a vocal minority. Yeah. You know? are a very loud vocal minority. Mm-hmm. Um so all of that it's like I I I'll, I'll take the line, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Um yeah, the biggest clump of cancer was removed from this convention when Brian Brandenburg yeah. threatened to bomb buildings. And yeah. <clears throat> I will say the tea on that is there were people who felt upset that when that story broke, they kept referring to him as like um, founder of Salt Lake Fanex Brian Brandenburg, and all this other shit. I, and they were like, I can't believe they would do that by like dragging the name of this convention or whatever. And it's like, I think that is so fucking important to talk about because yeah. it's not. Dr- it's dragging his name and also showing how he is now removed from the convention. Well, he's a horse-ass. Well, yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah, I'm... He's a horse-ass. But it's ass. like... <laughs> I I appreciated it as someone who knows his history, specifically with this convention, unrelated to the bomb threats. And seeing that he is removed and, like, charged in a way was such a relief, like, because he's been connected to everything fucking terrible with that convention up until this year. Yeah. So um, that, honestly, it was, like... I appreciated the the nod to like former like former owner or founder no longer related to. Um, yeah. I appreciated seeing that because yeah, the Orson's got card shit. Look that up, everyone. Um, he really showed his colors then, which is also why I don't sympathize with people talking about how like, oh, he's suffering, and it's like, no, he's always been a piece of shit. Um, peace and love but uh yeah yeah yeah. if his type of suffering is so
1: independent from the problems that he causes because he it's not him suffering because he has problems it's him enabling his power with his finances and he just barely got caught slipping yeah a thousand
0: percent um and the other thing i will mention that i did like was like in past years, the two of them, but now I'll just reference Dan Farr, used to be like held up to celebrity status. Like it would be announced and swarmed when they made their way onto the convention floor. And this was the first year that I saw that not happen. That this yeah. wasn't a convention that was built around hyping up the egos of these two millionaires.
1: Yeah, I, I never. Fucking understood that, and I'm so glad that there wasn't a presence posse of people following the owners of Fanex around, and they even sold photo ops. Mm
0: -hmm. They sold. They used to sell photo ops, and they used to also have con money printed with their faces on it. So yeah,
1: so I love that now. The that's gone because I don't want to celebrate your mediocrity, and I don't want them using that. Yeah, their status to, like, be manipulative anymore. I am glad that that's gone. Um, It is a bummer that some of the changes, like, affected you and I directly as panelists. Like, there's no longer really a perk. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, I also, like, wasn't that bothered by it. It was inconvenient having to go stand in line. I guess my only feedback would be, like, if we have to pay for our plus one tickets and things like that. It would be super cool if we could just pick them up with our passes. Yeah. And yeah. That was just like an infrastructure feedback. Infrastructure feedback. Um, and then I guess the only other thing I would say is negative feedback before we go into the day-by-day breakdowns, is I think that Blake, the guy who does the panel programming, needs to have a posse of people around him who can support him and assist him with his job, because it blows my mind that everything falls on him. And Mm -hmm. if he has that, then um, I hope that they're more enabled in the future to support Blake, because that poor man um, was running around. We'll have to talk about it on the wrestling panel when we get to it, of like still
0: trying to find fucking moderators for panels the day of. Yeah. I think um, the infrastructure changes that affected us as panelists, Um, were some of the just absolute um, crowbar to the kneecaps because we put so much time and effort and work into being prepped for these panels, creating outlines, creating informative and engaging discussion, just creating entertainment. And we already agreed that we weren't going to be compensated for it, that the convention was compensation enough and that of course like having a plus one was the the perk to it um and not even just like a plus the plus one i know for us was more of like this person is not only here supporting me and of course putting their money into buying things at this convention but they also help you stay focused on time fed watered rested like having yeah. a helper if you will um is such a benefit that is so underrated i don't think people fully understand like when you're in the convention circuit and you're just go 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 to have someone with you to be like i got you food i got you water yeah let's take a break like that is such a big help so 100 that was a big bummer to lose and like re-fucking tweet cosign On your mention of Blake, who runs the panels, I hope that next time there's um, just more enablement and support for the people around him who are helping him. I don't think it's fair that everything has to fall on him um, and that he has to be the face of it as well. Um, yeah. So when everyone's up in arms or asking questions or curious or need something, it's, it's like, he's the only person that is unfair. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just based off of like a, the amount of us versus like him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just a numbers thing. It just doesn't make sense. So. It is weird. And it's also like the equivalent
1: of like the CEO of a company running around trying to figure out who's going to cover
0: Tuesday's shift.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, isn't there an. There's got to be an in-between here. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: isn't this is is this like, your manager who fucking problem. Yeah. Yeah, makes the schedules? like. So. Um,
1: yeah. So let's get into that. So overall, I'm going to give the my, – my experience was kind of shitty because I got so sick every day mm. <laughs> with stress, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I thought the panel – I thought all of the talent who were on the panels that I was on was top tier overall like if we were going to take the average score
0: uh was that your experience also? yeah the the yeah. panels the panels were fantastic um both mine and yours and ours were fantastic yeah. um the ones that you and i did together
1: are always gonna be my favorite shout out to ty for his uh astute feedback of you which we'll get to
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> i still think about that <laughs> i as you should because as do i i mean i'm like the panels we do together are such slam dunks, I feel because it i okay, I'll wait till we get there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. let anyway let's, let's start from the top down. My
1: first panel uh, was the one that I prepared for the hardest, and it was the Obi-wan Kenobi panel, and the reason why I felt like I had to prepare was because.
0: There's layers here, and I feel like you'll agree with me. What, because (laughs) Star Wars fanboys are the most cancerous, (laughs) toxic, and evil, Um, and nitpicky group of people?
1: I, yeah, I feel responsible for defending the prequels as often as I can. And (laughs) Obi-Wan included prequel content. Yeah. So, and then, yes, uh, the, the fan, I don't know. So, like... I take, I do this with every panel, but if I get into a pissing contest on any panel, my intention is to win. So I'm bringing you sure. gun to a knife fight. And I wonder, I'm sure that's your your same thing. It's like, you're not gonna fucking catch me unprepared. Yeah. So I think this was the panel I ended up, when I last counted, it was like 27 pages of notes, but then I went in and added maybe like 13 more pages of notes. Um, But here's why, so the, um, ended up that I give this panel an A plus because our moderator was super pe- prepared with actual good fucking questions because mm-hmm. I'm sure you can co-sign on this, but when you sit in on a panel and it's asking the panelists how they feel instead of lending expertise, it fucking sucks. Yeah. Yes. was an yep. expertise panel. Um, and the part, my favorite part of the panel was um, getting to talk about the lightsaber forms. And so, for those of you who don't want to listen to it... <laughs>
0: <laughs> this was also your slam dunk. Oh, when I felt you good dropped, talking about it. When you dropped your the differences in form fighting, the entire audience, you could probably hear it in the audio, gasped. Because, like, I hate to be all fucking blue-haired feminist, but when you are... A blonde-haired, blue-eyed, pretty girl on an all-men Star Wars panel. There are people in that crowd who are hoping you fucking trip up and fail. Yeah. On any and, panel, really. I mean, true. And when you just took your entire dick and balls and put them on the table for everyone to see, it was, it like, the gasp you could hear from the crowd was people being like, I can't believe she knows that. It was Thank you for s- saying that. Thank you for thinking I'm pretty too. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> dumb bitch. Um, it's it was such a um, fucking absolute slam dunk. NBA highlights mm-hmm. reel. Thank you. And I want to like
1: highlight it here just I think we should do a highlight from every panel. So this is my slant. This is my replay. Uh, mm-hmm. my Fox 13 News end of week sports recap. So um Parenthood and lineage is like a super big theme in Star Wars. That's why you're constantly looking at mothers, fathers, father figures, mother figures. Um, so, Anakin's first father figure was Qui Gon. Mm -hmm. Now, he never got to experience true tutelage from him because he obviously died. Now, there's a really big significance here because there's different lightsaber forms. And Obi-Wan uses Form 3, which is a traditional Jedi form. It's just the defensive style of fighting. Qui-Gon used Form 4, and then Anakin uses Form 5, which is kind of the opposite of Form 3. It doesn't really matter. Anyway, the significance here is that when... Obi Wan defeats Darth Maul. He's fighting Qui Gon style. After that, he switches to Form 3. And that's where you get like the Obi Wan pose. That's where you get, you know, that's how he fights. That's how he fights when he defeats Anakin on Mustafar. That's his fighting style. And in the expanded universe of Star Wars, he is the quintessential master of Form 3. Now, the significance is when him and Anakin have his final fight. He starts Form 3 with his traditional Obi-Wan, like, you know, that he does with, like, the lightsaber up. Mm -hmm. And Anakin's like, I got this fucker. Because, here's um, something I didn't get to say on the panel, but when Order 66 happens in the movies, all of the Jedi that you see immediately divert to form three because that's usually the first form that they're taught to master like forms one and two is fine, but they're not very popular. Form three is what they all divert to because it's like you go to what, you know, in times of crisis Mm -hmm. as somebody who made his entire existence, trying to take out Jedi Anakin is smart in picking form five because that's going to counter form three really well. So he thought he had Obi-Wan in the fucking bag. However, as soon as the fight starts, Obi-Wan switches to Form 4, which is Qui-Gon's form. And the significance here is he's putting him down like a fucking daddy would. Because he's like, this is your first fucking father. You think of me like a brother. Why don't we tap daddy in? And this is the first time in the series, too, that Obi-Wan finally opens up his force block so that he can force talk to Mm Qui-Gon. It's important because he had been blocked off from Qui-Gon the whole time. Um, and that was, like, my favorite moment on the panel, because they asked, like, what was your favorite moment from the series? And the first guy was, like, the showdown. And I'm like, yes, the showdown, but here's why. Yeah. Um, because, oh, just because Qui-Gon is probably, like, the coolest fucking Jedi, but the best Jedi to ever exist is Obi-Wan Kenobi. And yeah. this is fucking why. Because everybody's bringing checkers to the goddamn chess game. And yeah. he's like, I've, I've mastered it, babe. um. Mm-hmm. Oh, so fucking good. And another thing I like, too, is that there's no hate on that panel yeah. for the prequels. Everybody respects yeah. the prequels. And the prequels are good. We'll fight you anytime. Noelle and I yeah. both
0: will. Straight up. I'll come to your house and fist fight you. Yeah. I, I loved your discussion on, on the showdown specifically because, like, yes, of course, everyone loves the showdown, duh. But first off, knowing the forums. And then second off, knowing the significance of why the forum changed. Like, the if there's one thing... So uh, Star Wars is fan service now. Sure. Yeah. That's what this series is. That's what all of them are going to continue to be. But it's these very specific like shimmers of like only the real ones know. You know what I mean? Like to, and there's nothing wrong with it, but like to the common watcher, They're just like, the showdown is a fucking great scene and a great fight. But to the, you know, basement dweller like yourself. Thank you. The layered significance is also like shown and captured. And like, it's such a nod to fans of the lore in its entirety to be like, hey, Yes, we're making a lot of fan service, but don't forget that we are writing this for you. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I I appreciate and love that so much because it gets hard sometimes when you have things like Solo come out and you're like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Did we not look at the source material at all? And then you see shit like this that you want to almost pass off as like, this is just more fan service. Like, are they going to stop and wait for an applause break to be like, look, you guys, it's your favorite guy again. Remember him? Like fucking clap. Like it does feel like that sometimes, but then they rope you back in with these like layered lore. Um, and I very much appreciate that. And I appreciated you talking about it. And I appreciated you putting your dick on the table about it because, um, I think everyone would have missed it otherwise. You're gonna make me blush and or cry. That means the
1: world <laughs> coming from you. Um, I do. I, it's it was a great fucking panel because I felt like everyone carried their weight and I loved it that it was like this shit deserves respect and here's why you don't have to fucking like Obi Wan Kenobi you don't have to like the prequels you're allowed to be wrong. But that panel yeah. let us tell you why you were wrong. Yeah. why it was good. Yeah. Um, great fucking panel. Yeah. Thank really you. liked it. The next panel, this one has a little bit less depth to it. It was just kind of a fan. This one definitely was a fan service panel. Um, but it was Don't Turn Your Pack on the Wolf Pack, and ode to the NWO. Don't and Turn Your Back. What'd I say? Pack. Don't turn your pack on the wolf pack. Don't turn yeah. your pack on the pack back. Wolf pack, hat pack, tack back.
0: Did I sound like that? That's it. That's a you fucking nailed it. Spin bars. <laughs> Unrelated, but I
1: my algorithm on TikTok has brought in like how Eminem would propose or like how Eminem would read to his baby, and yeah, I, am I saw obsessed the with like Eminem falling down a flight of stairs, yeah, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh my god, he's like, yeah, do goose living in the house, what you do? And it's just him like screaming, yelling at this baby. Anyway, that that's how I felt in that more one. More
0: like DMX, but go off. Thank you.
1: Um, no, it felt more like.
0: I Any mean, white, generic white girl out of all the day trying to just doing our best. Also true.
1: This one, my dream was hoping Kevin Nash would crash it, but he didn't. Um, but this was really just it, it. This was one of those panels where maybe nobody learned anything new, but you just went for a highlight reel of what made the Wolf Pack great. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. You were in the <laughs> audience. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. beyond. It for was those who get bo- it, great. For those who don't,
0: don't. You yeah, because like peace and love to it, peace and love to it. There is nothing enlightening about the NWO era. Like there, it just isn't. Like it just is what it was, and it, it was fun while it happened, and the characters were cool. But then, like you guys talked about, it got overplayed and oversaturated, yeah. and that's where it died, and that's where it ended.
1: Mm-hmm. It it's such a weird parallel between wrestling and comics, and I fucking can't. I want I want to pitch a wrestling comics panel next year, and we've got to layer this in a little bit. But it was essentially like what the nwo did was it paralleled the real world reaction to what marvel comics and stanley had been doing where there was a mass exodus of true talent who created image comics
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then all of a sudden image comics blows up with talent blows up with creative freedom and then you're like what the fuck came out of image comics and you know like real ones could be like oh xyz but mm-hmm. most people, if you say comic books, they're thinking of Marvel, which is like WWE, right? Yeah. But the fucking gems that came out of that time. And the NWO yeah. was a gem that got too big for its britches. That's really all
0: you need to know. God, the parallels are so fucking real because it's like. Yeah, Vince <sighs> McMahon is Stanley. Yeah, you have Vince McMahon is Stanley and then Marvel as WWF, now WWE. Yeah. And you have actual talent being capped because they don't visibly look like what Vince gets hard off of. Mm-hmm. And then they um, end contract, break contract, go to image or like what would now be AEW. Mm-hmm. And, but it's also the Achilles heel <clears throat> because then there they're given all the creative freedom. You have those stars who were capped blowing up. Yeah. But then it's almost like sometimes the West is too wild, yeah. and you end yes. up having too much chaos with the release of cre- creative freedom, and it becomes oversaturated. It doesn't become unique anymore, and yeah. then you get people falling back to um, Marvel or uh,
1: WWE. It's 100% happening right now. Cody it, Rhodes, who started yeah, AEW. House of Black is fucking is going, back to,
0: going back to WWE because they've lost the fucking plot. And it's, and it's, it's so much fucking talent on AEW God, right now.
1: It is a soup for every fucking food that you like. I
0: know. And it's like, and God, I side, like all these
1: foods, but they I don't know. need to be in a soup.
0: God, it's so fucking true. And like, uh, what is happening in AEW? Like the indie comic space right now, other than an oversaturation of these bananas yeah. fucking storylines. And that's why you get things like fucking paper girls flopping. God. Yeah. I'm going to fucking kill um, myself. The coolest thing that happened
1: on this panel was Blake came in and asked Jake who perfect fucking choice as somebody. If Trent Hunsaker couldn't be there, then Jake would be my choice to moderate the Kevin Nash panel. So that was actually really fun. Yeah. Um, Which is just great. (laughs) Testament to poor Blake running around doing it all. He's the mom who does it all. How do you have a career and a family and stay slim? You know, that's Blake. Um, So kudos to them both. That was really cool. I wasn't able to go to the Kevin Nash panel, but Oliver went, and he said it was great. And Kevin Nash is apparently a hoot. I love that. So I love that so much for him. Um, that panel was it. The I don't want to say that panel didn't have substance. That panel was a dessert panel, and enjoy your calories. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, next, I did sixty years of Spider Man. This one was. T- So much, because if you think of Spider-Man, it wasn't just Spider-Man comics, it was Spider-Man games, Spider-Man comics, Spider-Man movies, Spider-Man TV show, Spider-Man spinoffs. My highlight of this panel, my highlight for the previous panel was Jake getting asked to moderate Kevin Nash. My highlight of this panel was talking about the parallels between the one more day storyline where Peter Parker makes a deal with Mephisto to save Aunt May's life. And Mephisto's like, yep, I'll do it, but just give me your marriage. So him and MJ have to, their entire history together is undone and how that paralleled with uh, no way home where he goes to Dr. Strange, Dr. Strange's like, yeah, I can do it. And then, um, everyone's memory gets erased of Peter. One more day was terrible. It is the worst comic book storyline. Um, but the movie was good. They did a great job. So because it didn't, Aunt May died anyway. Um, but in the comics, like for, Peter to undo his entire future with Mary Jane just so he can save Aunt May, who this is like the old decrepit Aunt May in the comics who looked like the crypt keeper. Oh, she gotta go. Uh, yeah. Highlight of that was just talking about comic books. There's I my brain I don't I barely remember that panel, but I remember it was great. Um, that's it. It was just like a good fucking panel. Everybody on there was a, pretty much a Spider-Man expert in their own right. Uh, Luke, I was on that panel with Luke Hunsaker, who's you know friend of the podcast. He does the Nerd Dome. I was on with Andrew Malin and Chris Hoffman, who are our buddies at Valaity Studios.
0: Mm-hmm
1: so collectively we've always called ourselves like the comic dream team because that's who i did my very first panel with when i first started
0: you guys are the comics dream team a thousand percent
1: yeah so just the being and i'm sure you'll agree but being on a panel with a friend in real life makes it better because you have that rapport and you can yeah and i think the reason i don't remember it is because it just I'm like, did that happen on the panel or did that happen when I was just talking to my friends?
0: Yeah, just a kind of like natural yeah. conversation.
1: But let's now. So highlight of that panel was just being back with my buddies because uh, Andrew hasn't been able to come the past few years. Luke hasn't been able to come the past few years. Um, Hoffman started coming again. So it was just good. That was the highlight of my panel was being with friends. <sighs> this next one was fun because it's the boys panel. And
0: we were both on yeah. that. You better believe. And to what I was going to say earlier, when you have a friend on a panel with you, it immediately becomes an icebreaker for the rest of the panel. Mm -hmm. Because when we start throwing banter at each other and conversation and jokes, immediately the ice is broken and everyone kind of loosens up and knows that we can like have fun and like be be vulgar be silly it's just like it adds this level of this isn't like us talking to you this is a conversation between us and the room
1: yes and um again with the voice panel we're on it with friends like i don't even i'm trying to let me pull up the panel i'm trying to think if there is anyone who wasn't uh it felt like friends because we also had luke on that panel right yep but yeah. everybody else was so fucking smart that uh, KB, who ended up coming,
0: was incredible.
1: If I, yeah, it was so, so she was, um, she like runs the Amazon after show. Like <laughs> her accolade <laughs> was bigger than all of us combined. Um, and she just popped up out of the blue, man. She showed up and I remember reading her bio and I was like, this girl's smart. So I wasn't worried about her. Um, we had a couple of other panelists on there who I haven't worked with before, Thomas and Christopher. But it was yeah, it was it fun. Was... Be especially because <laughs> this is our behind the scenes. What well was like, well, Chelsea, Chelsea, will you please I'm gonna cosplay as a deep. Will you cosplay as Homelander? And I said, no, I don't want to cosplay as a racist.
0: Such a fucking bitch move uh, yeah. on your part. And- <laughs> if you would have cosplayed as Homelander, which you little Aryan fucking wet dream, it would have been literally perfect and spot on. Yeah.
1: So I was like, oh man, I don't want to pay money to cosplay as a racist. And... um no, it's like, you're fucking wrong for that. And I do feel like I'm wrong for that now because there were people that were dressed like actual Nazis. So I'm like, at least I'm a comic book <laughs> Yeah, character. bro. And not a oh monster straight that's, out of history. That's my <laughs> other
0: critique of the convention it's is we saw Nazis so then. many Nazis. <laughs> we saw so many actually dressed Third Reich motherfuckers.
1: Yeah, it was weird. It was almost like the, yeah, it was wild. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is that? In full SS uniform. Yeah, literally, <laughs> like, literally straight up. At least paint your face red and then you can lie and tell people that you're there is like red skull. But nobody did that. They were just full on Nazis. Cool. Like, what the fuck is going on?
0: So um, Chelsea's a pussy for not doing Homelander. Yeah, so I am. But
1: it was even better because I joked. I'm like, oh, I'll just wear, I should just wear like a dolphin, she dolphin mask. You know what I mean? And Noel was like, no. If you really want to be somebody, you'll dress up as an octopus. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so I did. Noah bought me this full onesie that was an octopus onesie, and that I got to introduce. It was an eighteen plus panel, so we could be incredibly vulgar. But I introduced myself as Thomas, the octopus sucked deep stick, mm-hmm. and uh,
0: I think the also joke was I right. think that was a different octopus. I think that they were talking about the lobster in season two that he says he's gonna save and then the dude is like you want this one to take home and he's like yeah i'll take that one he slams a knife through it because the octopus is uh got a female name oh, timothy, is timothy it my, i thought it was timothy, t- is timothy, yeah, yeah, timothy it i think matter. is the lobster because yeah. the octopus has a female name in season three because he talks about like her and he always is telling <laughs> the wife like she wants to sleep with you she thinks you're hot Anyway, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Chelsea was the octopus, and I was the deep. <laughs> and um, I'll go with someone who
1: sucked Noel's dick, but I will not go with a Nazi sympathizer. i yeah, what I'll the die fuck? First.
0: Also, <laughs> also, Homelander isn't a Nazi sympathizer. He didn't give a f- you. He didn't give a fuck. That Stormfront was a Nazi. Even when she was like, it's all about creating the perfect race. He was like, I don't know. No, 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 no. It's about me. It's about me. (laughs) Everyone puts the white supremacy storyline above Homelander's obsession with himself. And that is so incorrect. Because to be a true Nazi, you would have to put white supremacy above all. And nothing is above Homelander. (laughs) Period. All right. You're right. I should have. So, that's why you're an even bigger pussy. Um yeah. No, you're, you're right. Just, it's Homelander is not the Nazi Stormfront is. Homelander's just a piece of shit. And that's but why you no didn't one pitch it to me anymore. that way. You were well, like – Well, because I just need you to be on the level understanding.
1: <laughs> but I liked – you know, I slept in that onesie because remember how cold my hotel room was? I yeah. woke up at like 2 a.m. and that <laughs> just shitty onesie with all the tentacles coming off of it. Yeah. sleep I've had in – It's a nice
0: onesie. That's for sure. So, um, that panel was great. Um, I think we had a lot of, um, like the thing about, and and this is where it's, where it's talking about this isn't just like a fan service panel. This is like an informative discussion. Like let's talk as experts. Let's look into the deeper levels and not just the delicious little. We had an agenda. Yeah, Yeah. we had an agenda. We We definitely, you were moderating, so it was fantastic. And the questions prepped were fantastic because um, we talked about, obviously, all the fun high-level shit, but also some more in-depth topics about, like, masculinity and classism Mm -hmm. and racism and sexual assault. And um, it was a perfect mix of, talking about how fun like yeah. the boys is and like how neil gaiman really like uh made like a masterpiece Wait, not neil, neil gaiman, gaiman not, not neil gaiman garth ennis. <laughs> ennis don't tell them i mix them up <laughs> no, yeah, they are just yeah. mortal enemies and i'm it's like fine. um garth, ennis, garth um, ennis how he made like this masterpiece having like a jerk-off session about that but yeah. then also braiding in like these serious heavy topics well, so it was it here's was really the good.
1: secret Here's the deep cut secret that we don't have to put up. Noel and I had an agenda going into this panel. <laughs> um, we did. And I'm going to whisper it because it's a secret. Uh-huh. Uh, I do. I had to do recon oh my on God. some of the panelists. You, we better
0: fucking hope that he doesn't listen to this.
1: I'm going to look again. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm just looking at the... Anyway... One of the panelists, we could be
0: mistaken, but I had the vibe that they were a Scientology sympathizer. There wasn't just a vibe, there was proof of it. Didn't they end up not coming on the panel, though?
1: I don't remember. I think but so. We, I specifically wrote in questions mm-hmm. that was like, let's talk about how the collective is Scientology. And Noel yeah. went off. So fucking hard on it. It was beautiful to see. It was um, like staring into the face of the sun. Like I finally felt warmth on my on my face. <laughs> and, like- uh, crickets afterwards. Everyone was like, "I know, I agree." We were like, "Oh,
0: <laughs> Th- that's why I think that he wasn't there because, yeah. like, I <clears throat> so it, the joke was we're not even three minutes three minutes into the panel and Noel's talking about Scientology and um yeah I like the parallels of it." Um, the exploitation of it, talking about the exploitation of it, shining a light on the exploitation of it. Um, And I think because the Scientology sympathizer wasn't there, everyone else in the room were just like, you're right. You're so right. You're so right. People are like, why are you (laughs) yelling
1: at me? I agree with you.
0: Yeah. They were like,
1: yeah, you can lower your voice. We know. (laughs) Yeah. It was like we dropped the mic and everyone was like, "Mm oh, It was the equivalent to the scene in Indiana Jones where the guy's doing, like, too much with the swords and you just pull out the gun and shoot him. And he's like, yeah. oh.
0: Everyone was like, yeah, of course Scientology is bad. <laughs> that was the it highlight was of the panel shock. for me. It was a shock. I was yeah. ready to fight about Scientology. And then everyone was like, duh. Yeah, And <laughs> I will say. <laughs> West Side Story snapping into that <laughs> yeah.
1: panel. And show tunes happen and there was no fight.
0: They were like, yeah, no shit, Scientology's bad. But we did also bring up, because of that conversation, um, <clears throat> the fact that Scientology had fucking eight booths side-by-side side, taking up an entire fucking aisle. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about that, which will always be my bone to pick with FanX. Um, I don't... They Scientology disguises themselves. Not even disguises. Pay attention, bitches. They <laughs> flaunt as the L. Ron Hubbard sci-fi fucking center bitch who the fuck do you think it's like eh, oh my god eh, i can't it's just why first of all first of all this is this is my gripe with Fanex. period because they this is a few years of them doing this it's all about money those booths cost a lot of money, and Scientology's got so much of it. And they're like, yep, 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 here, give us eight fucking booths so we take up a quarter of this goddamn row with our fucking L. Ron Hubbard propaganda. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> also, and here's... I have a bone to fucking pick. Their stupid fucking alien sign almost scalped me because I ran into it, remember?
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> saw- no, had like a huge <laughs> goblin. They had a goblin <laughs> statue like a- with a giant... Like- yeah, it like started.
1: Its claw like hit my forehead and went all yeah. the way through my like, fucking mandula
0: oblongata.
1: <laughs> so and like, like I was too up.
0: distracted by it all to see if they were doing the young writers contest again. Which is literally just how they they say they have a scholarship for young sci fi writers, and like you put in your information. Baby, that's how they're getting you. There's no yeah. scholarship. Yeah. There's No fucking scholarship. And I just want to say, Fanex, fuck you. Stop letting them (laughs) fucking come. There's no Mormons, J-dubs, Jehovah's Witnesses, fucking Baptists, Catholics or Christians in that fucking place. You get the motherfucking Scientology Center out of there. You scummy fucking asshole. (laughs) (laughs) At least put...
1: At least put a- some sort of warning cone so no! they don't run into their dangerous signage.
0: <laughs> oh, no warning cones. Get them the fuck out. <laughs> there is no fucking reason why Scientology should be at the goddamn comic convention. Fuck yeah. you.
1: And the, fuck it's this. so nefarious, because they don't say we're Scientology. They're like, here's they all say these books. L. Ron
0: Hubbard. Yeah. They you say L. Ron Hubbard in fucking 20 font.
1: Anyone? Um, what we should do... What do
0: they call bad people? Thetans or whatever? Or is that good? Um, so <coughs> what do they label Thetans, hostiles? Thetans are what you have in your body that they're yeah. trying to get rid of.
1: What we should do is make merch for next year because we know they're going to be there. A hostile yeah. Yeah. or a compromised individual, whatever their stupid culty language is. But we should make shirts like that and just have that like, and then walk around the convention because you know that they got they got the... Their, their, their honey bots or whatever they're in oh. the crowd.
0: Um. Well, they have. God, what is it? Because they're suppressive, suppressive person. Yeah, I SPs, think that's what I'm thinking. Maybe SPs. that's what I'm thinking
1: is sp. Yeah, um, that sounds right.
0: But I, I don't, I don't remember if a suppressive person or an sp is what they call like the antis yeah or I, I, it's been a minute since i've dug deep into scientology um sp's though um i or where uh what's the lady who went missing
1: the dude's wife like where is something musgraves or whatever oh that leah remini did a yeah, a yeah, suppressive yeah. person
0: suppressive person yeah
1: uh sp um, yeah, who is the missing Scientology woman?
0: Uh is it Shelly Miscavige? That's it. Where oh, is yeah, Shelley Miscavige? Yeah, because Miscavige is the one who took over after elron
1: Yeah. That should with either that, it should be like, where's Shelly Miscavige? And on the back it will say SP. Oh my god, that's such a good shirt. Yeah. Um or, like, my mom pegged Elron in the 70s. That would be fun, too. That would be a good one! That's, like, a good bumper sticker. Write that yeah. down. <clears throat> that down right. Okay, I'm writing it down. I have Google Docs already open. Um, I'm going to put it in the Spooktober document. But, anyway, so that was a fun... That was a super fun panel, just because it's it's nice to let loose sometimes. And... Um, I, the, the boys deserves. All the love, because it is the best
0: comic book adaptation that I've ever seen, period, point blank. Yeah, straight up. Love it. Love to see it. Okay, next day.
1: Hold on, I'm typing. My mom pegged all Hubbard in the 80s. Or in the, 70s. the uh, 70s. My next one was, It's a Friend from Work, 60 Years of Hulk and Thor. Now, the highlight for this one starts off the jump, because I went through hell and back. I was like Virgil in Dante's Inferno getting my fucking father and my fucking niece into this convention. Um, <laughs> and my niece immediately passed out. She
0: was, she was knocked out.
1: Yeah. Um, and then I was like, Did you have a good time? And she was like, I
0: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you should have said, did, I, did you have a good nap? Did yes. you have a good nap? Yeah. But uh,
1: the highlight is my
0: dad sat
1: there with the biggest fucking smile on his face, just thoroughly enjoying himself. Because not only is my father so proud of me and I love him so much, but they talked about shit that he knew because they talked about like the old Bixby Hulk universe. He's like, I grew up watching that. And so it was just super cute to see how much he enjoyed it. But this panel was very difficult because you are taking 60 years of history from Thor and 60 years of history from Hulk, and you are slamming them together for 120 cumulative years of information. And how the fuck do you navigate that? What what would you even want to know? Ask any question. Oliver's question is, why would you talk about them at the same time? And my answer is because they were both given birth to in the comic book universe at basically the same time. And they are fighting for the same spot on Avengers in the sense of unstoppable machine.
0: Um, I just, anytime something is more than five years of, if it's not like the last five years of, I it's like, how the fuck are you guys going to even manage this? <sighs> yeah, this was like one panel where I had to let go and let
1: God, what is that, is that a bug? Oh my God, do I have bugs in my house? Am I like Noel now? <laughs> Are you getting um, infested? There's like one tiny little bug on my wall. Um. Anyway, yeah, probably. So, um, this one I had to let go. Let God hashtag. Um, uh, because they were like, "What about the Bixby universe?" And I was like, "I didn't watch those shows. I did not watch the Lou Ferrigno thing." Um, I'm just gonna have, I'm gonna have to let other people talk about that. And it was fine because obviously, um, other people had watched that. And I'm never. I always just leave the TV shows or the um video game stuff I never touch on that like I'll touch on the show if I'm doing a panel about a show but if it's like history of a comic book character I'm like it's the comic books for me um (coughs) I'm sorry I'm getting all worked up my asthma's kicking in (laughs) the one thing I wanted to talk about more and I did get to talk about it a little bit is there is a comic event that just wrapped up and it's called banner of war write that down Noel. banner of war Banner of War, and it's so good. It just wrapped up. I would recommend reading it. Um, Go to your local comic book shop and pick it up. If they don't have it, then read it online for free. Just Google, like, read Banner of War online for free, and there's, like, a ton of websites that have it up there. It's only, like, four issues, I think, but essentially what happens in the Marvel Universe right now is that Odin's dead. It kind of follows the movie parallels, except in the comic book universe, he now inhabits Mjolnir so thor can speak to his dad through mjolnir um and hulk right now has he's a little bit differently operated and the only way i can describe it is bruce banner is driving hulk like you would see captain jean-luc picard operate the starship enterprise Mm -hmm. he's literally doing like diagnostic scan computer give me a rundown on like energy levels. He literally is driving Hulk like a ship. That's all you need to know for now. Um, They (laughs) are fighting in space. It doesn't matter why, because this isn't the cool part. The coolest part is that um, they are beating the hell out of each other, and there's no indication that they're going to stop. What happens is um, Thor throws Mjolnir at Hulk. And he's like, it lands on Hulk, it's sitting on his chest, and he's like, you can't lift Mjolnir, so you're fucked. And Hulk was like, hashtag bet, does a push-up, and just lets Mjolnir impale him completely. Uh, Which is like super fucking cool. And he's still going, because he's powered by anger. And Odin's like, I can sense banners in here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into Banner, and... To talk him down So um, Hulk gets super fucking angry At this and there's essentially An explosion of gamma radiation Thor gets exposed to it You get Thor Hulk Because all of a sudden Thor is exposed to gamma radiation And he hulks out So you have green Hulk Thor Fucking cool Now Odin who is possessing <laughs> It doesn't matter Is possessing Bruce Banner inside Is like fuck Pick up the hammer or he'll kill us all. Hulk picks up the hammer and now you have fucking Thor Hulk. So you got Hulk Thor and Thor Hulk. And they're just fucking beefing. And that, I wish I could have gotten to talk about it more. I talked about it just a little bit. But I do recommend everyone read it because it's fucking cool. Or at the very least, Google Thor Hulk and Hulk Thor. um, Because you have like a big green blonde
0: bastard. And then you have Hulk essentially in Thor's armor. Really fun what a fucking crazy bananas storyline who wrote oh, that good. do you remember do you know
1: no who wrote banner because
0: what a fucking what a layer sandwich yeah it's Johnny K. I wrote it what what just yeah it does sound incredible it does sound fun you know when is that going to be in the movies i that yeah and so like this is why it
1: drives me nuts when people don't respect the like what's going on in the storylines because this would be so fucking good right to witness it but i understand them wanting to keep the purity of mjolnir i actually agree that that is important um but god it's so fucking cool
0: they should make it a cartoon that would be actually a super fucking sick cartoon yeah yeah um, that would be the best medium for it too. I'm gonna post
1: the pictures for you so that you don't have to look them up. Um, but I will send you. I already know the picture is gonna be a blurry. Don't worry about it. Just fucking get a feel for it.
0: Um, are you sending it on Slack?
1: Yeah, so I'm sending you Thor as Hulk first. But the cool part about it is he um is so fucking mad that he Hulk smashes um the rainbow bridge. Ooh. So this is him smashing the rainbow bridge and then Hulk
0: That is so sick. Wait. Is this this is Hulk Thor? this is thor after he gets exposed yeah this to radiation. is thor as hulk this is yeah. thor with hulk abilities yeah and then let me
1: find there's not really like as cool of a reveal for hulk
0: i mean my assumption of the storyline is that thor as hulk beats the ever-loving shit as banner as thor because you just like because when banner becomes hulk he's like empty head right so it it doesn't matter that he's stronger he's still empty head
1: yeah it um right yeah i need to remember i kind of like wrote out how it ends but it it also has like a super good ending that makes sense so yeah i would i'd recommend reading it just because those two images are super cool yeah that's so fucking sick um Oh, it'd be such a good cartoon. So that was my favorite part of that panel was just essentially seeing my dad super happy, hashtag proud of me, and then um, talking about Banner of War. Yeah, I love that. That was also another panel that I got to do with my little comic book dream team. This yeah. panel, though. What panel? Oh, wait, when did you do your vampire panel? Because I'm just going down the list of mine. When was Oh, this day. Panel?
0: Also, we didn't get to talk about, <clears throat> before I talk about vampires, the feedback I received off of the boys. We got feedback. What was? It? Oh! <laughs> Back it up! Back it let's, up! Let's Zeed. put it in reverse, really. I just saw your whole. I just saw your whole butt cheek. I know that's my butt cheek. It is upper. Look butt. at it. <laughs> you can't.
1: I bought these bell bottoms, right? But look at this. Look at if I pull it up. Oh look at how bad God. that camel toe is. But I also get the biggest fucking floods in the universe. So I pull him down to a little 2000 hip action. (laughs) And I hope butt comes out. This is why this is (laughs) so good. (laughs) Um, So
0: we're putting it in reverse. I literally stood up to reverse dance it. Yeah. She put that thing in reverse we saw (laughs) Okay. So we
1: did great on this panel. Yeah. And there was a lot. The panel was not just what did you think about the boys? Empty head. Mm-hmm. It was what are some of the political ramifications that we saw carry over into the real world with the boys or mm-hmm. the boys' political satire? Who isn't in on the joke? It was um stuff where we went above and beyond. We even asked, like, is Garth Ennis a genius or is he just a pervert? Mm-hmm. Noel was so fucking prepared for this panel. It was Thank insane. You so much. And as a moderator, um, my biggest fear is having people not be prepared for panels because there have been years um, where I ask a question and people literally go, I don't know. And I'm like, I sent you this exact question weeks ago Mm -hmm. so that we could talk about it. And there have been panels where people are so ill-prepared that I've run out of content to talk about as a moderator within the first five minutes now normally that can be fine panels are never going to go the way you think that they are because there was a one nwo question where i was like this is going to give us like a 20-minute conversation they simply didn't want to talk about it however we moved on and since they knew enough about what they were talking about it still created an organic conversation and some of those questions i had to make up on the spot but i 100 percent had confidence in my panelists for the nwo panel that would be fine and it was fine you guys didn't notice that i was making questions up on the spot that didn't come across to the crowd yeah Um, Noelle was, so this isn't to go, Noelle was like super prepared, right? And she had um, information that directly answered my questions. Now she did great. And other people still had a chance to answer because for me as a moderator, I never say, Noelle, what do you think about this? Luke, Mm -hmm. what do you think about this? I say, what do you guys think about X, Y, Z? And if somebody wants to comment on it, they can. What happens is the most prepared get the biggest highlights.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We fucking knock it out of the park. We are flying high after this panel, right? Because we're like, hell yeah, we talked about Scientology, nobody came for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about masculinity, people in the crowd seem engaged. I saw a lot of people nodding their heads and I saw yeah. a lot of people like, oh, learned something new. <laughs> Noelle opened her mouth for like a second because bitch needs to breathe, right? One second after we're leaving the panel. And Noel, I, I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, so stop me at any time. <laughs> please, but Noelle's please. walking out of the panel. I have asthma and you know, like there's like a, a study saying that you can like pick up on symptoms of people that you're friends with. You know how like guys can get birth pain. So I have asthma and I'm a mouth breather. Um, Noelle feeling sympathy for me as a very good friend and being concerned. Also opened her mouth to take a breath to make me feel better about being a mouth breather. And the second <laughs> she opened her mouth, Ty took a big old shit in it. <laughs>
0: he he immediately. He did. He goes, did. You did great. Why do you talk so much? He said he did the classic compliment but Compliment yeah. but And but didn't the but just butt was
1: horrible. And we
0: were like both you and I were like, "What? What do you? What do you mean?" I stopped and he was, walking. I was like, "Yeah." Whoa. We literally were like, "Wait, what?" And he was like, "Yeah, you just like wouldn't stop talking." <laughs> and I, he was like, trying to get me in on it. He was like, "Yeah, I just felt like anxiety. Like, when is she gonna stop?" And Chelsea's just looking at me, and I'm looking at her, and I'm like, "What the fuck is happening?" And I literally said to him, "I was like, I feel like imagine." I had just been training all season for like my first softball game and I crushed it, hit a home run. We won the championship and I'm walking off the field to go meet my dad. And I'm like, dad, that was such a good game he's like, was good, but you could have been better. That's how I felt. Noelle was learning
1: learning to ride her bike for the first time and she finally fucking did it. Training wheels were off. Dad let go of the bike seat. Ty came out of nowhere with a fucking spear through it, right through the spoke <laughs> of her bike and just Literally. killed her.
0: And then he <laughs> wouldn't, he would not back for down. For hour. hour! Which is fucking incredible the for f- him. Shout out, he did not back down. We made it to the hotel room and he was still telling me that, that I needed to just shut up. And I was like, oh he was like my
1: god. He's like, you gotta let the room breathe, you know what I mean? And I was like, Ty, I 100% hear what you're saying because there are times where dudes can – like where panelists can dominate the conversation. There were times, not with you, but when I was like um, – because Kay is a uh, a person of color and had – I asked directly questions about racism in the show. And just <laughs> she got interrupted in the middle of what she was saying, not by you. But I remember just being like, you gotta yeah. let her talk, my guy. Yeah. Um, no feedback on that.
0: The feedback yeah, no was feedback
1: for you. And I, I was like, what do you think about seeing a man be a victim of sexual assault after he had already sexually assaulted someone? And you were like, that gives a very wicked, real reality, both for men as victims, but also like the non black and white nature of consent, right? Mm-hmm. And it was such a good fucking answer. It was like, if, it, if your answer was a meal, it would have been served up by Chef Ramsay himself thank you so much And I was like why do you talk so much and I was like <laughs> Ty everybody had a chance to answer these questions mm-hmm. everybody the fact that there some of these questions were left unanswered just means that they didn't have anything to contribute which is yeah. okay and he was like yeah. I was like but as a moderator for your pa- for there to be silence it is a bad thing and noel was filling the silence when other people weren't answering because some of the questions the panelists submitted to me and I asked them and they didn't get
0: answered so yeah. it's like someone's got to step up my like, guy just- when i come prepared to a panel i so when we get these outlines we'll see who submitted what I'm still prepping to answer that yeah. question because even if me and another person feel the same way, we probably are going to say different things. And like, there were so yes. many times and like, um, what was it KB mm-hmm. KB would like say something and I'd be like, "Cosign on that. Or like echoing that, da, 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 like that's yes. that bouncing off just because someone said something that just because everyone's on the same page, doesn't mean you have one representative who speaks to it all. Like you you right. add to the conversation and the discussion. My exact wording, because
1: I copy pasted it from every panel that I moderated was, the best panels feel like organic conversations where we're teaching the audience something new. Mm-hmm. This is a volley, I'm giving you guys prepper, like prepared content in advance so that we can make you look good yeah is like literally entire. he wouldn't stop for like over an hour and i know he's going to listen to this he so he's be like why do you out me
0: but um you should feel bad for that because yeah. i was like <laughs> we're we were right we didn't even get to be high on that panel no. for more than 2 minutes before it was yeah. completely and then i had a whole entire Reevaluation about myself and then I had to pick my own self up off the floor again and be like, No, bitch, you're good. They just don't like what a woman's prepared.
1: Yeah. I remember looking at Ty and being like, I'll will it, I'll take this feedback. I think you literally said that. I think you literally said, I hear your feedback, but Yeah, I was like, I get what you're saying because I've experienced it on other panels. Yeah. Not so, the moral of fun. the story is we crushed it but yeah and the another thing too was oliver wasn't there because he went to the contortionist show mm-hmm. um and i remember ty being like i want to stay here until oliver gets home and i'm like i think noel needs to get you out of here so she can yell at you privately <laughs> um, but i was like i you were like no we gotta go i gotta let the dogs out so i go to sleep and i had been asleep like the second you guys left i put on my pajamas and i was out like mm-hmm. I was very tired. I'm dead asleep. Oliver comes back from the concert and he's like, How'd your panel go? And I'm like, shut up, I'm sleeping. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, I'll tell you about it later. And then he lays down, he turns off the lights. I fall back asleep. Jolt awake. And I'm like, wait, pull out my (laughs) headphones. I'm like, "Uh, You'll never guess what Ty said. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> and Oliver was like, what? And I'm like, I know. And then I put my earplugs <looks> back in. <laughs> back to bed. And I'm like, oh, I and like. Oliver was just like accosted. Um,
0: <laughs> Good. Much like I was. <laughs> yeah.
1: I like woke him up. And I was like, hey. Like actually and then that was it that was like all i didn't even tell him how the panel went i was like panel was good but let's talk yeah. about this my guy you'll never and believe then, what happened <laughs> yeah and i remember i can't remember what oliver said but i think it was because i told him everything and then i immediately put my earplugs back yeah in.
0: <laughs> he probably he probably said something in the defense of ty because if there's one thing men have it's the audacity oliver and ty are like simps for each other and honestly i know it's, it's disgusting it's honestly. both like
1: perplexingly adorable but i'm like stop it
0: Um, well i don't like it um because they just egg each other on with their stupidity (laughs) no just kidding it's adorable um
1: it is but yeah the little pea pods i wanted to get a match i want to get them some like matching outfits just so when we go out in the world we can. they have matching Mm -hmm. outfits they have the kid rock jerseys oh my god yeah that jersey is cool i can't wait to steal it um that's like <laughs> the one thing i insist on him putting in his will for me that's just take it now maybe um, I'll go to the
0: mcr concert oh, that's, that's not do not that is wearing a market. kid rock jersey <laughs> to, that is not the vibe they'll think we're there to hate crime yeah um so um, i had my vampires panel it was i would say the highlight of that for me which please listen to it um was the defending of twilight um yeah. because nothing means more to me than apologizing for the wrongs that we've done and recognizing the wrongs that we've done yeah and the summary of that i feel like we've talked about it on patreon it comes or actually it could have just been in casual conversation it yeah. comes down to two fucking things the first one and I, this verbatim from the panel <coughs> You have not accepted that not everything is made for you. Yeah. And the second reason why you would have issue with this book movie is because you hate teenage girls, period. End of fucking discussion. But if you need help sussing that out, I'm here to tell you. We had Fast and Furious and Transformers. Mm -hmm. Unarguable trash. One-dimensional characters with plot holes, and no plots whatsoever, but still enjoyable. We still were like, yeah, it's fucking fast and furious, but I don't have friends, I have family. That's what Dom Toretto said to me.
1: And we're not allowed
0: to like it. And we're like, yes, we love it, love it. But the moment a sparkly fucking hot vampire in a peacoat shows up to hit on some mid-ass, non-personable girl, everyone's like, your entire family will die of brain cancer if you go see this yes. movie or enjoy these fucking books. Like, literally, the vitriol towards, like, Twilight and Twy Moms, it was in newspapers and yeah. in the news making fun of these people. And it wasn't just making fun of it. It was so derogatory. It was such mm-hmm. foaming at the mouth hatred, being like, You're literally the R word if you read these fucking books or if you see these fucking movies, Mm -hmm. kill yourself and your family. Like, it was insane, the amount of hate. And it makes no sense – other than when you look at it through the lens of like not everything's made for you and you fucking hate teenage girls. You hate yeah. what they love, what they wear, what they listen to. It's like tell me your hair, how me. they do their makeup. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, like, I'm not like regular
1: girls because I don't like Twilight. It's like, okay. Yeah. They're like, I like interview with club. a vampire
0: and I like, and it's like, oh, so you just like another 100 year old vampire preying on a fucking child that you're yeah. just like a different brand of it. It's like, oh, you like thing. what Hot
1: Topic fucking told you to like in 2006. Get out of yeah. Yeah, It's like,
0: it's so crazy. And like the criticism about Twilight is the criticism about every fucking vampire film, vampire romance in the genre, period. Yeah. Period. Copy, it's all non-consensual, copy, fucking paste, old men. Yeah, copy paste anything
1: about Twilight, and then apply it to anything a teenage girl would traditionally like. That's it. You just want yeah. like teenage
0: girls. That's it. A thousand percent. And then, like, when people tried to defend it, will defend their point of being anti it, and they'd be like, "Well, I didn't like the way that it, like, you know, didn't have consensual boundaries, and it was, you know, predatory, and like this inappropriate relationship." And it's like. Spike tried to rape Buffy in that fucking series and yeah. everyone was too busy jerking each other off about how much they loved that fucking series and that goddamn panel. Like, come on. Yeah. Don't fuck with me. Because you want to sit here and say that the relationship between Edward and Bella was non-consensual because he's a 100-year-old vampire and she's a high school girl? Baby, look at every other fucking book and movie in the fucking vampire romance genre. Period. End of discussion. There's no 100-year-old women... Dating the 100-year-old vampires? Sorry. Like, just admit that you fucking hate teenage girls and the shit that they fucking like, and you think that everything revolves around you and what you like. Just admit that. I would have more respect for you. I, this is the T, right? No one is saying that fucking Twilight deserves a goddamn Pulitzer Prize. That's not what I'm fucking saying. It It didn't need to win awards. Mm-hmm. But what I am saying is take your fucking hate, and shove it deep inside of your asshole. I just like the amount of air leaving people's bodies to argue how twilight is awful. It's like keep the fucking energy sis. Yeah. Keep the fucking energy. I just I can't I can't handle it. I'm so fucking sick of it. Um it's a silly fun movie for 14-year-old girls and um you can find joy in that. It reminds me of watching the Munsters remake today. Yeah. It's enjoyable. And everyone wants to shit on it, but it's not made for you. It's made for fucking children. So let them have their goddamn shit. It's
1: not, yeah, it's just not being the target market. I watched it last night with Oliver, and he loved it. I didn't watch the Munsters growing up. Um, I don't have that nostalgia connection, but I watched it, and I was like, I think it's cute. I didn't find yeah. anything wrong with it. I was like, this is fun. It, um, I think... Like, the color in everything was very, like, rom-zombie-esque. It was nice to see that element. Because it, it had, like, a lot of the same color saturation that I would say 13 or whatever. I'm not – Oliver's, like, more of the expert in this field than I am. But I'm like, oh, yeah, it has the Rob zombie touch. I love Sherry Moon Zombie. I think she's, like, mm-hmm. the prettiest woman ever. She's like queen. a queen. Uh, yeah, it's fine. But just let people have their things. Yeah, I wasn't the target market for it because it didn't hit my nostalgia. Then I tried to watch fucking Hellraiser. This is going to be controversial. And I was like, oh, not for me. I'm not a gore horror fan. Um, But the conversation that I had with Oliver while we were watching it, I was like, I need to watch this with Noelle so that I can appreciate um, some of the other stuff that's going on here. Because I don't like gore. But then Ichabod was like, oh, but they did that scene, like the reverse melting scene. And it was actually really cool at the time. I'm like, that is cool. Not the target market.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, But that doesn't mean you're going to go make a hate campaign about how people should stop watching it. And that is what we saw with Twilight. And so in that panel, my highlight was the formal apology to the 14-year-olds in 2004 and the people today and the closeted lovers, the closeted appreciators of that fucking movie. Um, You didn't deserve the hate then and you don't now. We've talked about it before,
1: but um, meme culture does not have to be shit that you're merely seeing, like an image with white text over it. Meme culture is also the same regurgitated thoughts over and over again. An example of it was Star Wars prequels. It's like, I don't like sand. And I'm like, is that why you don't like the prequels, that one thing? Or did someone on, th- or are you just copy pasting your ideas from the internet like yeah. a fucking simp? Yeah. And the same thing is with Twilight. Like, Oh, it's a glitter vampire. I'm like, that's so in fucking consequential. Like you can still, you can agree that that's odd, but still enjoy the movie and not have to shit on someone for liking it. Yeah. I, I personally, this is the skin of a killer Bella. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I love it. And I would watch it on repeat hundred percent. Well,
0: even that, fun. so like, if we want to fucking talk to the nitty gritty and we'll finish this thought, then get off this panel, no, but um, talk about this the rest of the time when they say like, this is the skin of a killer Bella. He's saying that as a joke. He's making fun. Like it's it, the whole anytime Edward says something like cringy that like people meme on as like, this is why it's trash. Like even the like, hang on, spider monkey. Yeah. Or the like, um, even when he says, I like watching you sleep, he's making fun of it. He's making fun. Yeah. God, it's not serious. He's either the character is joking. It's be it's being fucking self aware of the meta. silliness. It's meta. Yes, it's fucking Deadpool breaking the fucking fourth wall. Like, come on! It's so fun.
1: It's like I I remember on one of my panels, uh, I think it was the Hulk panel. But someone was like, "Oh, who even likes Eric Bana's Hulk?" And a few people raised their hands in the audience, and then they were kind of like, <laughs> and "I was like, no, they're exactly fucking right. If that's yeah. your favorite Hulk." You are 100% right that that is the best Hulk. It's like, who yeah. fucking cares? Yeah. Leave him
0: alone. You know and- what the fucking theme of it is? When you remove the massive fucking stick, honestly, the tree stump that's in your fucking ass, when you remove it, things become so much more enjoyable.
1: 100%. And uh, I'm still going to keep talking about this because it makes me so mad. But it's like the – I love loving Twilight, and I'm so – I I meant it when I said it, that if you didn't talk about Twilight on your panel, I'd kill myself. And I was so bummed that I couldn't make it because I had a panel at the same time. Yep.
0: They but like I to told They like to two queens against each other. I know. I told Oliver, I'm like, go to Noelle's panel. I insist that you support I myself. even did a, a shirt change so you can hear it in the audio mm-hmm. when I'm done with my rant, and I say this is my formal apology, and then I – take a Twilight and Edward shirt and put it on and sit down. Yeah. It's um, great. Um,
1: I had a team Jacob shirt that I bought at a yard sale that um, I accidentally ruined it, but it was unwearable. And you know what? I'll mourn that shirt. Yeah.
0: Honestly, get con- it
1: again. I'll confess to murdering it on my deathbed. Oh, it's so good. We so should submit a defense, a defense of the indefensible quote unquote where we just talk about like the prequels and twilight you know yeah
0: the most hated on shit man is some of the shit that i love even the new fucking hellboy remake people shit on that i thought it was great i thought it was fucking lovely yeah and you're absolutely right it's 100% lovely haters man
1: yeah it's, it's so weird um the gatekeeping that was allowed to happen it just blows my mind. And we were, I was fucking guilty of it too. It was just that pick me energy because I Dude, read all yeah. of the Twilight books and I like, I read them all. And then I watched the movies and then I would be like, oh, I'm not a Twilight. Dude, that's like. like-
0: hypocrisy. Literally fucking same. I think that's why I carry the the cross on my fucking back, because I read yeah. the books, and I would watch the movies. I made t-shirts. We did midnight fucking showings. This was back when you had to line the fuck up. There was no assigned Barnes, Yeah, you had to I had to go to Barnes & Noble. Yeah. Line I'm- up at Barnes & Noble. Line up at the Megaplex. Mm-hmm. Like, all of it. And then, right before Breaking Dawn Part 1 came out, I joined the fucking pick-me crowd, and I became too cool for fucking yeah. Twilight. And nothing- weighs on my fucking chest more than that than knowing that i turned my back on that fucking shit i did the same thing i still to this day haven't seen those two movies all the way through and i think like i've seen people reacting to like the end credit scene of the end movie where it's like a they basically do like a standing ovation and i I'm so upset that I robbed myself of that yeah. and became like the perpetual hater. Like, I just became too cool to admit that I liked the vampire, the sparkly vampire with the coiffed hair and the fucking pea coat. Like, yeah. I-, I would go back in time and I would beat myself up for that because, like, fuck you. Those bitches I, yeah. in that fucking crowd. Those bitches in that fucking crowd who are wearing their DIY Team fucking Edward shirts, they're from the first movie to the goddamn last at midnight. Those are the realest bitches you'll ever fucking meet in your life. Those are the realest yeah. fucking bitches because <laughs> they had the face of war in front of them. They, and they are modern-day day Joan of fucking arcs. That is and it, and it burned dude. Burned them at the <laughs> That is it. All those fucking bitches. All those fucking bitches. All those twi moms. All those twink boys who fucking showed up at those midnight premieres, not just from the goddamn first movie, but from that last one when they had news crews showing up to interview them and make fun of them. They were fucking there holding it down. Those are the goddamn realest bitches you'll ever meet in your fucking life.
1: Yeah. I, I don't even know how I look at myself in the mirror because I had up. Jacob on my MySpace profile and then I acted like that.
0: Yeah, dude. Switched up so me. quick. That's I what I'm saying. That way. Disgraceful, dude. I had, I had a fucking Edward Cullen cutout. I had a cardboard cutout and I switched it up, dog. I switched it up and acted like I didn't know who the fuck he was. And I was like, I'm a vampire purist. Uh, yeah, I'd I only. Like, I'm an Anne Rice head. You know, I you want real literature. Read Anne Rice. I'm not like me.
1: other girls. I kill me in the
0: movie. That's when uh, I was the uh, biggest uh, betrayer. Uh, that was the. I was the biggest betrayer. Of um, the ring and the movie that he gave to Bella was ugly, though. That's okay.
1: That it's like you know, a soldered
0: quarter, my guy. <laughs> that's the only thing. Um, like, oh, wait, we'll you, you know. we got to be real though. <laughs> Renezme that- was the scariest thing I've ever yeah. seen in my life. It's the best
1: thing that's ever happened to fucking. Fucking <laughs> <Sims. laughs> <laughs> name, and you know what? I'm living for it. Renezme. Yeah. is the sugar that they put in Honey Nut Cheerios to make it taste better, and I've been yeah. eating it for breakfast every damn day. Yep, that's what I'm saying, it's man. So that's stupid. what I'm saying. Um, I think you should watch the last two movies, though, because they do the old switcheroo with Carlisle getting decapitated. and it's Yeah, I,
0: I like know about that. I know that like Alice has a vision and yeah. then the entire audience gets to see brutal murder. And then well. at the end, it's like, surprise. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it, was a, it was a dream the whole time. Like, oh, <laughs> Which is so fuck? fucking that is so good, though. That is so fucking good. That yeah. is so. That is Twilight Zone. That's not even Twilight. That's Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah, that was that was, that was You crazy. know what? That was Final Destination. That was Final Destination premonition of the roller coaster coming off the fucking tracks and killing everyone and decapitating and your boyfriend. When they do a recap of important events, nine eleven. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh Discovery blowing up. hmm Carlisle's decapitation. <laughs>
0: straight up that's that's it you know that's 2000 to 2008 honestly that's the timeline
1: you think i didn't fucking buy henley shirts and then layer tank tops underneath them because i loved i fucking love that look i did it because it was cute and fucking bella did it and it was my way to subtly cosplay what i I, wanted to be i
0: i wanted to be the it girl there's a there's a slight chance that he could be listening to this edward my <laughs> no even worse even worse this is why it's so this is why i'm so atrocious this is why i need to be lashed for my crimes against just the community we just need to have a netting gun literally i made my high school boyfriend cut and dye his hair like edward cullen and get a fucking gray goddamn peacoat because that was my goddamn thing i was so yeah. down bad i was like hi high school boyfriend I will choke on your dick to your balls if you look like Edward Cullen. He was like, guess what? Done. Dude, done. I just to the
1: area fifty one and there was a dude there in a pea coat. And I was like, oh, am I in love now? <laughs> <laughs> dude, also the Boondock Saints also contributed dude, to the yeah. peacoat
0: thing. Yeah, dude. Um, that was yeah, that's another that's a real one. So anyway, that's yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just I'm it's the cross I'm willing to bear. Or I'll spend the rest of my life apologizing. We need to atone for our sins, man. That's what I'm saying a thousand percent. So. Also, I feel like we might have to f- do a part two of the fucking x review because <laughs> this is going so long. No, we only have one panel
1: left to talk about, but it happened okay. to be the best one. Okay, go, go, go. The last panel of the convention and the best panel was me and Noel. I'm surprised this could have been the one where Ty could have been like, you guys did not shut the fuck off because that would have been accurate fucking feedback, but the UFOs and history panel. And here's why. Um, Also moderated that panel. Yeah. Um, But I was like, we're not talking about the fucking pyramids. We are not. No ancient aliens in this fucking room. We're talking about XYZ. You need to come ready to talk about King Pakal being an astronaut. You need to come ready to talk about mermaids, my guy. We barely touched on I don't think we talked about mermaids, but we We didn't talk about mermaids because
0: the audience
1: turned on us for a second and then we got
0: them back. Well Yes, but because first of all, let me toot our horns really quick. This room was sold out. This was a packed fucking room, and shout out to that audience because they were so interactive. They were, they had great questions from the moment we fucking started. They were talking, they were getting up on the mic. Um, And it was just great fun. The panelists were fucking great. It was honestly skeptics versus believers, which is incredible. I like to consider myself a skeptic as all of you would agree, but I had to go on the believer side <laughs> to even the fucking, yeah. to even the fucking it, playing field. And was, I was like, but um, I love that. I fight. Yeah, it was, I mean? it was like a,
1: A phone service thing where you had me in the corner, and I'm like, believe everything, and then Noel, who was like, you know, and then we had um, the panelist who sat in the middle, who was like, you know what, I'm undecided. I've been in the military, and then we had that guy, and we had the very last guy who was like, I don't believe in anything ever. (laughs) Um, So it was like perfect, Um, but. What happened was, at first I was like, oh no, I hope this wasn't a mistake. Cause I was like, audience, if you have a question to ask, get the fuck up here. Cause we're not talking about aliens guy. We're talking about why UFOs have been here the whole time. Mm-hmm. And um, we mentioned cats being aliens to Egypt and then someone tried to fact check us and we're like, don't fucking fact
0: check me, man, because I was born
1: in this world.
0: You yeah, so cats. I, um Chelsea gave me the beautiful pitch, the pitch of the century. And I knocked it out of the park with the how cats are aliens and a new development as of last month was that they have been officially classified as an alien, an invasive alien species. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course that's because outdoor cats are killing fucking bird populations and killing the environment, but it's the perfect bow to wrap on top of the like, Cats are not indigenous there is, to that area. There is no there fucking archaeological evidence of cats pre-Egypt and cats jumped into Egypt and then were worshipped as gods. And yeah. then we also have like cats, meows um, and purrs are things that they like. We don't understand how they communicate with each other. They made up purring to appease us. The way that they communicate with each other is. In such high frequencies that the human ear can't even pick it up. Why would they need to communicate like that? Who are they communicating to? And also, they can give humans a disease that eats at their brain and makes them subservient to yeah. the cat. Um, period. And then someone had the audacity to hone in on the An in, alien, the <laughs> alien title, and I'm like, don't get lost in the sauce. Because the main bread and butter of the fucking sandwich is all these other things. That's just a fun little
1: They were hell they were because when we were talking about aliens, we're like they're from outer space. And they got caught up on the biological alien species of like they're not native to that area. And then our Mm -hmm. comeback was like you after thousands of years you're not native to an area. How did you get there? This was like pre-the time where people have like boa constrictors that were they're releasing in the swamps of Florida yeah this there is no historical record yet dogs may have it down to like the 10,000 year mark which is ludicrous
0: yeah we we can also we have evidence of the physical change of yeah. the domestication of dogs there is nothing with cats yeah um and so
1: the yeah. thing that was fun is the the Weber State professor was like I don't believe in the evidence. I'm like but the fucking evidence is here. You're just not interpreting it in a way because you want it to fit your scientific method. And he was like well if it doesn't sit, just, like fit the scientific method it's not real. And I'm like that's not true because we have plenty of s- sciences out there that don't have a method of replication. It's just best practices. Look at psychology. Mm-hmm. And I was like you can't say that. It's not everything is chemistry, my guy.
0: Yeah, not everything is chemistry and math equations with definitive proof. Yeah. Um so yeah it it was fun. It was such a it was a great fucking panel though. It was a great panel. Um we got to talk about like we didn't go into Indrid Cold as he stands to be a alien, but got to talk about how like I believe that's one of the crystal clear cases of truth. Because, and and this was something I was really happy we talked about on the panel because we all agreed that Roswell is a fucking false flag. And RIP to the guy who came up to talk about Roswell because we, all of us were like, no, sorry, sorry. And and like peace and love to him, but like that's the tea because, and this is what I always bring up whenever we talk about cryptid towns. It's like the authenticity to me Comes in like the Woodrow, the guy from the injured cold story in that. And he gained absolutely nothing and lost everything by telling his story and by telling his truth. And he never fucking switched it up. He stayed consistent till the day he fucking died. And if by saying the truth, you lose everything, to me, that is the telltale sign of an actual encounter. I 100% agree. Because the people who try...
1: I can't remember the quote, but it's like, you know who controls you when you know who you can't criticize. And it's similar in this, like if you're exposing an alien and the government ruins your fucking life, it's like, yep, what's going on? Because then there's yeah. people out here who look fucking crazy crack addicts running around with like their 18 little racist cracker babies. They're like, mm-hmm. I've been abducted seven times. And yeah. the news is like, let's put
0: this all over the
1: place. Yeah. That person's on.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about them. Let's have them go on the news and talk about the encounter. It's, Mm -hmm. it's so specific. And to the Roswell thing, I'm like, it's just like area 51 peace and love. Like if we all know about it, nothing's there. Yeah. Period. And like, if the town's main economy is telling this story, it's not, it's not, it's just a fucking theme park. You know what I mean? It's fun.
1: I would love to go there. I'd love to shop i'd love to get souvenirs um am i going there because i'm like you're like i'm gonna see an alien yeah no that's yeah, not no that's if not i want to see vibe. an alien yeah sure i'll go to new mexico but i'm not i'm going where like not even my cell phone can get like track but you know what i mean or i'm yeah. going to like the um, nevada comp like where the tall lights are
0: yeah, yeah the caves
1: but it was also fun, too, because something else we touched about was people like, well, why don't we ever see little green men running around? I'm like, well, then maybe your interpretation of aliens is correct, because, like, look up Valiant Thor. Look up Pakal. Yeah. We, every time somebody launched something at us, we had a fucking answer for it, and yeah. I loved it because it, it not only solidified the panel as experts, but it also let the audience have confidence that their question was going to be not only taken seriously, but answered with fact.
0: Yeah, um, no, a thousand percent. And then we even, like, we talked about not only just, like, Valiant Thor and the Venusians, and also, like, maybe even uh, certain aliens are the craft itself, just like how Jordan Peele um, put out in Nope. Yeah. And then we talked about how the, the zoo theory, which I call the uh, Real Housewives theory, is that maybe we aren't seeing them because they are watching us. We are yeah. the marble in the alien's pocket at the end of men in black or maybe it's like there's so many other alien races out there that we only see like the janky ones every now and then that trip up by not like you know what i mean like putting on an invisible Mm -hmm. shield or whatever like there's so much when you when the base when the fucking base floor is interdimensional space travel the intelligence level of what they are capable of and as to why we don't see them walking around as to why um visibility and proof is limited it becomes exponential the evidence yeah. i feel because no, like if the base is interdimensional space travel then the possible is almost unmeasurable
1: yeah 100 and the nice thing too is the panelists built such a good rapport that everyone's like we got to do this again next year Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone the
0: panelists were on that
1: because you know we would say, "Well, I believe in XYZ and they'd be like, "You're fucking wrong for believing that." It was like the the respect between the disagreement and you know people having that discussion. It also let the audience be like, "Well, I don't believe. What about this?" Or like, "What about this?" Like backing up on both sides. Um,
0: The audience puffin came to that panel. Yeah, puffin was in good the whole time. Chelsea's backpack. The audience was great. Because, like, it was this back and forth between the panelists, which I love. I love that. Especially um, a panel like UFOs, a topic like UFOs. It's just so near and dear to everyone's heart. That's how it should be. Yeah. It's, yeah. you gotta have that back and forth. It, it's like a sparring match and it's so enjoyable. And you could tell that it was so enjoyable because of the way that the audience was interacting and asking questions. And even when that panel ended, we still had a line of people asking questions, yeah. wanting to, we had people coming up to us, like <laughs> wanting to talk to us. Like it was, it just, was crazy. That just unlocked a memory because we also had people come
1: up, get in real close and be like, you need to and then fucking
0: disappear into the crowd. Yeah, the like amount so of people of who were like, "You need to read this book," and then just left, and they—that was it. I, it yeah. was in, it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. So, um, I also am. I I think we're in the. I mean, we didn't get to go into it too much, but like, UFO sightings have been increasing recently um, because of social media. Um, yeah. And the conversation about UFOs and UFO sightings has been just everywhere at all times and I, I think that like the collective conscience is picking up on that and it's no longer like you know crazy man yells at the sky. It's now like everyone's talking about it. it's yeah. it's a topic for everyone to have an opinion on or an experience with or a uh, curiosity about and I, I think it was like that panel, the amount of people who showed up for it, the panelists on it and the audience interaction is like such a great snapshot of that. Like where we're talking about this right now as a collective conscious.
1: Yeah. That panel was so good. Uh, yeah, my only critique, best. I
0: wish it was two hours. Yeah. We could have gone on forever for sure.
1: Yeah. It was just, it was so jam packed though, which is so rare. Cause you and I have both done the last
0: panel of the convention. It's usually it empty. Two or three people in there yeah. waiting for the bus to come. Back. Yep. I literally said to Ty as we were walking in, "Do you think there's going to be more than five people?" And when they had to like pause the panel to say like, "If there's an empty seat next to you, please raise your hand." We have people waiting outside trying they to get had in. Ushers I was like, coming. "Let's
1: go, let's yeah. fucking go!" When yeah, they literally had ushers coming in to like help people find seats, and they're like, "You're not going to be able to sit with your party. Here's one seat here, one seat yeah. here, one seat here." People were standing in the back. It was.
0: BC. Yeah, that shit was fucking dope. So, um, such a great panel to end the convention on and close yeah. the convention out with.
1: Which, yeah, it was so good. Um, the panels this year, I think, was like one of the first times where I was like, "Damn, these panelists know their stuff." Because a main critique in the past has been like, "What? How the fuck did you get on this panel?" Yeah. Um, it was so good. Yeah. I didn't have a single problem with any of my panels. Feeling like. No, but everybody deserved to be there.
0: Yeah, it was a, it was a really good time. Um, I definitely look forward to us doing more panels in the future. Same. Together. Yeah,
1: I'm already <laughs> planning panels for next year. I like yeah. the list throughout the year, and then I slowly whittle it down. Um, defending the prequels is just on, at the top of my
0: mind. I thought yeah. I was going to get to do that with the Clone Wars. The clone We're going to have to panel. do it. But it's another thing. They got You got to fucking... Got to mix up that crowd, you know what I mean. It can't just all be people sucking each other off. Got to get that back and forth sparring, you know what I mean? Yeah. So oh, that was such a good damn panel. <laughs> so oh, was good.
1: I'd recommend if you're only going to pick one panel to listen to, and you don't want to listen to the vampire panel, listen to the UFO panel. Yeah. They're all good, but if you want to just pick one,
0: yeah, definitely. owe it to
1: Twilight to pitch that.
0: Yeah, you do owe it to Twilight to pitch that. You also should listen to the two panels that we were on together—the yeah. boys and UFOs. So, um, yeah, thanks for moderating, Chelsea. Thanks for being so prepared. It Appreciate me, it. I oh, had yeah, the I most know. condensed
1: amount of migraines where I lost my vision. I could see like up out of the outer corner of my eye, but I've never had that many like cluster of migraines before um you know what yeah don't regret it it was worth it and i got the guy who did the
0: archie art to draw me a picture of darth maul which honestly can't beat it big old w big old w um so yeah that was that's basically that that's fanix as a review um listen to the panels if you want to or don't you basically got a little chip of it off the old block here Um, we will see you guys next week as we roll out uh, the first episode of Spooktober Mm -hmm. and uh, I'll just say if there's anything that you really want us to cover in Spooktober
1: send your ideas this way we have like a list kind of planned out but if your ideas are better then fuck our shitty ideas because we're stupid
0: except for this first one we're the first episode spoiler alert we're gonna be talking about queer for fear we're gonna be talking about um lgbtqia plus in the horror genre Um,
1: so um and noelle's hot take we're not gonna spoil it here but her hot take which is 100 percent accurate is going to give you appreciation for the horrors that you know and love because it's really fucking smart yeah smart observation
0: it is an interesting one so we will see you um next week happy halloween yep. bye bye